And hello to you. And cut. Show's over. (laughs) (laughs) That's a wrap on FOH. Thanks, everybody. Um, Stop sound. Or whatever they say. I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. It's been a long time since I've been on set. Honestly, after the guild (laughs) workers, whatever the fuck. Anyways. um, (laughs) Moving on, moving on. Moving on, moving on, moving on. Don't know what I'm talking about. Um, hi, everyone. Um, this is FOH. I'm Lillian Devane. I'm Kelly Sullivan. And it is simply a service industry podcast. It surely is. You know? I mean, no matter how you slice it, yeah, that's what it is. That's- at the end of the day, at the end of the day. At the beginning, middle, and end. That's what it always is and shall remain so in perpetuity. <laughs> for sure. For sure. <laughs> so people are saying, people do say that about this podcast. Um, it is eternal. Um, Kelly, how's it going? How are you? I'm great. How are you? Wow. Yeah. Great. Believe it. Believe it. Um, wow. I don't think I've ever heard you say that you're great. <laughs> yeah. I mean... It doesn't have to be true. I've just never even heard you attempt to say that. I know, I know. I literally, <laughs> um, because that's fun, literally because I think that I will be quitting my job soon. Um, mm. Just because I, it's like one of those things where it's like either I'm going to quit or it's going to be like, uh, it's going to be bad. Like how I, yeah. like how I was at my job before the pandemic where like truly the owner was like, you don't have to work here. And I was like, you can see me in hell and just kept yeah, working there. Right. Yes. I don't want that to recreate that situation anyway. But so I'm trying to be like extra good because I don't want it to be one of those things where he's like, well, she had one foot out the door anyway. Blah, 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 blah. And, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and so I was like, do like, I was like talking to my coworker yesterday because my boss was still in the bar as we were like the first like hour of service or whatever. And she was like, wow, you're being a real go getter today. Cause I was like, okay, we'll make demerara. We'll make honey syrup. Okay. Then we have to like, mm. and she was like, <laughs> okie dokie. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's the best one you can say. And I'm actually efficient and an incredible employee and still and, and yet still and nevertheless i'm persisting but yeah so maybe i'm just doing maybe i'm just being girl boss lately and doing great i think you are i i love this this turn for you <laughs> thank you it's a heel turn <laughs> it, <laughs> well, it's a ball chain <laughs> grapevine how are you lillian i'm I am doing okay. Um, <clears throat> just, you know, keeping myself humble by humiliate, humiliating myself in a different way, sort of, constantly. Um, but, yeah, all is fine. I um, I did it sort of, it made me feel like I was back on the job, to be honest. I, um, it, I have one class that I am... I think everyone, should I say this on a podcast? Well, I have a class where I don't quite fit in with the rest of the students mm-hmm. as far as uh, sort of mm, life experience and uh, views on art <laughs> are concerned. Okay. So, um, and I, and the professor is one of the sweetest people I've ever met in my life. And uh, so I, I do think he's precious, but during the conversation of class, I definitely got really um, 
probably inappropriately annoyed with some people, oh, yeah. and I definitely, th- I definitely think he caught me rolling my eyes, which, you know, one really shouldn't do in these, you know, these situations, and also, you know, I should be being more of a a composed leader, especially at my age, and uh, <clears throat> it's time to not really be so reactive, but it's hard when people are saying the dumbest shit I've ever heard in my life. Yes. I remember when I was in college, um, we were hiring a new professor for my department and I went to a Quaker college and Quakers are non-hierarchical. So students were on the steering committee for that. Mm -hmm. And I asked him, that was one of the questions I asked him. I was like, what do you do when someone says some stupid shit in class? (laughs) And he was like, yeah, no, good question. Good question. That's really funny. <laughs> because he uh, was like, it's hard. He was like, it's hard. You, he was like, sometimes you want to roll your eyes. Sometimes you want to cry. He was like, I don't know. It's hard. I said, Ryan, thank you. And he was hired. Thank you for your honesty. Wow. You said, you know what? I'm convinced you're hired. So maybe this is yeah. a good portent for you, actually, that you're over here like, bull. I know, but I need to like, remember when I said in our Patreon before I moved, I said, I want to make some changes. I'm going to be nicer when I, uh, in my new life. Mm-hmm. I do. Well, it's, you know, easier said than done to change these fundamental parts of yourself. But, um, you know, I'm going to try a little bit harder to not <laughs> be such an obvious bitch. Yeah. Um, cause everyone's already scared of me anyways in that class. So I don't really need to drive it home every single time. That's true. Oh, you can rest on your laurels in this case. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't need to prove it any longer. I see that. Um, I see that for you. Anyways, um, so that's that's all there is for me. Just sort of still adjusting to the nightmare of a uh, game I don't understand yet. So, mm-hmm. 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 I'm like, where's the chef I can make the right joke to? Right, right. And then I'm fine. And then I'm set. Right, and then you're protected. There's a sacred covenant. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Uh, I don't know how to appropriately do that with you know professors. No. Different. It, different. It's very different. <laughs> I saw my old chef on Friday, and I said to my coworkers, "I said I hope he stays and gets drunk because when he's drunk, he kisses on the mouth." And they said, "What?" And I said, "No, it's good." Are you talking about... Yeah. One. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. He came by. Mm-hmm. He came by. I mm. Starstruck. You're a lucky girl. Oh, lucky I was girl. starstruck, Lillian. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. Wow. That's a gift. Oh, it really was. Wow. I'm happy for you and also jealous. Thank you. But it is, it's quite a different thing because, um, yeah, if your professor was to do that, I would say, Lillian, no, no. To try to kiss me on the mouth? Yeah. I mean, yeah, that would suck. I would hate that. Wouldn't that would it? I don't know. Horrible. Are they ugly? Are they hot? I don't know what's going on. The thing is that physical attractiveness in the situation doesn't really apply. It's like, it's more of a, a body of work, you know? I completely agree. I completely agree, but I do think physical attraction is part of the body of work. 
physical attractiveness. One one could say it is the body. It's the body, and she keeps <laughs> the score, bitch. <laughs> no, you know, I mean, like, I've been attracted to some some real bums, but it's about... It is, I guess it's about your own attraction. When I say ugly, I don't necessarily mean, you know, is it the elephant man? I mean, how do you feel? Um, yeah, I think for professional reasons, I will keep that to our conversations in private. But, um, and by professional, I mean like nobody in this, in my new world will be listening to this podcast. God, I hope not. But, um, I will let you know my <laughs> thoughts on that. Okay. Please do. Circle back. <laughs> Privately. Circle. <laughs> Let's just say that I still very carefully curate my outfits. Ooh. So. Okay. Okay. Um, anyways, moving on. Um, please. Uh, <laughs> do you... <laughs> Uh, just a school girl. <laughs> um, <laughs> do you have a service story besides the one you sort of already told? Um, <laughs> besides being a real go-getter? Um, well, just a follow-up to, if anyone's on the edge of their seat about if I kept the bar open till midnight on Sunday, I did! <laughs> That's what they these are listeners <laughs> tune back in for. What did she do? Yeah. Um, so I had it was obviously my coworker and I, and then um, one of my best friends was sitting at the bar, and you know she got the push notification that uh, Courtney and Travis had gotten engaged. Um, mm-hmm. And I was like, whoa, that's crazy. There was obviously only two men in the bar. They were like doing business. They had like notebooks, and they were like sketching things out to each other and um and I was like guys because <laughs> we were all at the bar and they were at a table I was like you guys hearing this they were like yep I said they got engaged they were like yep thank you I said just want to make sure we're all on the same page <laughs> wait I'm sorry which uh, did everyone get like an amber alert style <laughs> no Chloe uh, Chloe my friend has like TMZ notifications on her phone Oh, I was going to say, I can't imagine, even though the New York Times does breaking news me with the dumbest shit in the world, I was like, I can't imagine that. Okay, so it was TMZ has push notifications. That's a new, I won't say low, but that's interesting. Um, yeah, so they, so it, it pushed to, you, you have to sign up for it. It's not like, it's not like a public service. <laughs> <laughs> public infrastructure. It's part of Build Back Better. It's flash flood warning, sort of the same. Part of Build Back situation. Better is that you all phones to you to access the five G networks mm-hmm. that are part of our infrastructure. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay, is that a good joke? Um, <laughs> yeah, I think so. Uh, I didn't get it um, at first, and now I do. Okay, cool. So that's what you want from a joke. I think so. It makes you think. <laughs> a- it makes you think a little bit harder. <laughs> Um, no, I just, um, <clears throat> my brain isn't working any longer in terms of real, uh, reality based mm-hmm. sort of, you know, jokes and references. Perfect. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's great. Anyways, so you let everybody know, you spread the good, <laughs> you're the town crier. I was the town crier for that one. Cause there were only two people in the bar who were not, um, 
friends of me. <laughs> <laughs> and they said, thank you for letting us know. Mm-hmm. And you said, you know what? Here's a round on the house. <laughs> no, I did not. <laughs> no. Okay. 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 <laughs> and I said, you'll be paying full price because you should pay more. <laughs> yes. For getting the on this scoop. occasion. <laughs> uh, I'm sure they love the wacky, you know, popular so. culture. <laughs> yeah. Bartender. I hope so. Mm-hmm. I know so. <laughs> they DM'd I know they you. did. They did. <laughs> Kelly, I'm revealing this live right now to you. They DM'd me about <laughs> it. They DM'd me about it. This is a reveal on an on air reveal. Um, <clears throat> Wow. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you're forging these relationships. <laughs> Thank you. How about you? <laughs> Any? Um, I mean, I feel like I shared uh, too much <laughs> oh. already, but um, yeah, I just, I, um, I spent some time cleaning gravestones uh, with my advisor mm-hmm. and two of my colleagues who I found out are both Fulbright scholars in my program. I said, excuse me, mm-hmm. the fuck's going on around here? Right. Um, but my advisor was very nice. He said, this is, he was introducing us. He said, oh, they're Fulbright. And then he said, this is Lillian. She's from New York, which is as good as a Fulbright. And I said, that's true. You said in many ways, yes. I said, I learn from the streets. I'm a street scholar. You know what I mean? Yeah. So... Pretty cool. The thing is, is cool. if you wanted to, you could probably start making up the names of like artist residencies and they wouldn't know. Mm. They would never know. You know? They would never know. Like if you said, yeah. I went to McCowell and people say, oh, <laughs> McDowell? And you say, no, no, this is, it's close by. So I get your confusion. No, McCowell. Thank you. It's a satellite. It's a satellite. <laughs> um, it's in. It's actually on Staten. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> it's in kind of the more fecund part of uh, Staten Island. <laughs> so a lot of my research interests are sort of based. Um, yeah, exactly. No, everything is 100% fucking made up. And then I am just still making um, as many jokes as I can. Not, uh, you know, it's just what I, it's what I do. Um, And uh, whatever. I'm here for a good time, not a long time. You know what I mean? It's two years. Absolutely. So what am I, you know, got to make an impression here. Absolutely. So, anyways, yeah, so everything's fine. I don't know, whatever. Um, I'm consuming, like, 40,000 milligrams of weed gummies a day, so it's all good. Yum, yum. Yum, yum. Um, uh, As they say on TikTok, good soup. Is that? God. I know, just kill me. Actually, don't explain. Don't explain that. Don't explain it. Um, Honestly, please. Shoot us both. I don't know. You know what, though? All of my... This is all of the fucking professors are, like, are determined and inspired. They're determined to figure out TikTok and want to know everything about it. It's really sad. I mean, I still consume TikTok the way that I think that, like, the most 
um, dare I say, stupid millennials do, which is just what my actually Instagram Explore algorithm feeds me of TikToks because TikTok, the app itself, is too intimidating for me. Yeah, it's very intimidating. I know what I know, and I'm not, and I'm good. I know who I am, and I'm proud of that. (laughs) I'm proud of it, and I go to the Explore page, and I watch the TikToks, and I love them, but I'm not opening the TikTok Mm -hmm. app. No, someone tell me what happened on TikTok. Yeah. Describe to me the TikTok (laughs) video, and I will say, I saw that. And you'll say, fun. A lot of fun. You can, why don't you describe the TikTok (laughs) video by taking your finger and drawing it in the palm of my hand. Yeah. And then I will understand. And then water. Yeah. Doll. Yeah. You know? Okay. (laughs) No, that was good. (laughs) Okay, great. I still got it. Um... Fucking, I'm really sorry, everybody. It's like, it's really, I really need to like reserve a part of my brain for you because right now she's at full capacity and not even of good stuff, just capacity like, that's what my brain is full of. Anyways, let's pivot to subject, please. Let's pivot to subject. So we're doing a little sweet and sour. In honor of Halloween, we're doing a little sweet and sour episode because a little trick, a little treat. Exactly. Exit sour patch kids. So we're gonna start with the sour part today. <laughs> yes, let's start with the sour. Which is please. Um, you know, strike tober as they're calling it. Yes, yes. And that's not like some kind of writer's uh, workshop sort of, you know, <laughs> not, not any kind of mustache related monthly, you know, kind of thing. No. There's these names often kind of, you know, pop up as. Um, no, there, uh, as most of you I'm sure are aware, it's, uh, we, we are seeing a lot of, a lot of the strike. A lot of, uh, it's a record breaking year. They say there's been 175 strikes this year, which is, uh, great. And, and we love to see it. And John Deere just went on strike and that's mm. 10,000 people, which is, um, yeah, quite huge. Huge. Yeah, I read, I read that, like, the day after, like, there was, like, a huge accident in the warehouse. Cause, like, oh, yeah, it was, like, at 8 a.m. the day after the strike, an ambulance came. <laughs> yes. I think we've all seen that. There's also, uh, it's a distillery that is in the, like, Evan Williams family hmm. that is also on strike. And they had, like, a, a non-union driver, and it, the truck like flipped and caught on fire (gasps) and like immediate, immediate consequences. Wow. Yeah. I love that. I know. So funny. I wish, I wish that happened when like I didn't show up for work or something. It is truly like the veepification of like (laughs) Norma Ray is like, (laughs) 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 off the cliff. (laughs) I'm fucking screaming. Yes, that's exactly what it is. <laughs> it's like, oh my god, it is a fucking clown car out it's there. It's so the crazy. It is so funny. It's so crazy. I, the only concern that I really have is, like, my deep and abiding concern is not for the, like, food chains for the deer workers. It's if this IATSE strike goes through... 
Mm. Last time there was a writer's strike in Hollywood, that is why yeah. we're still living in the shadow of that. And yeah. thankfully it created all my favorite television programs, <laughs> which are reality-based. But I know that a lot of you guys will suffer because you like to watch Succession or whatever. Sure. Yeah. Prestige television. Right. Uh, well, whatever. It's not a writer's strike. I know, but I feel like they'll just be like, okay, so we'll just put a bunch of hidden cameras in a house. Oh, you don't want to work on the crew? Guess what? Mm. Nanny cams. I mean, it's everyone. They'll just they'll just like activate a bunch of like ring, doorbell those ring doorbells, and they'll be like, "This <laughs> yeah, is television exactly, now." <laughs> exactly, exactly. It already is. It already is. <clears throat> it's just gonna um, be every show is America's Funniest Home Videos, but they'll just have different and, emotions. Right, and it's still Bob Saget. <laughs> he kind of he creeps around people's yards. <laughs> Trying he waits to for the <laughs> He is the crew. <laughs> yes, he's the crew, and he waits for the mailman to come, and the doorbell will catch kind of what happens next, and that is our entertainment. <laughs> oh, um, beautiful. I know. Bob Saget would I never cross s- the picket line. Are you sure? Uh, I've served him before. He was nice. That's right. Um, yeah, I have, tr- I have to stop myself from... Um, having certain opinions about certain unions because um, that's not really the right way to think about uh, different kinds of labor. But sometimes I am like, all right. <laughs> do you know what I mean? I do. I mean? I do. <laughs> and this is coming, I, I just think, <clears throat> I just think, um, you know, sometimes unions are cringe and nobody's saying that. Yes, there are cringe moments. I mean, it's interesting to me. I don't know, like, what what style guide they're working from, but it's not necessary to say 1,400 souls are on strike. You can just say people. Oh, God. It's, yeah. The, maybe it's just the, the infiltration, like, the infographic industrial complex yeah. combined with this time. Um, I'm saying that, you know, as a card-carrying member of a union. True. Kelly, I'm saying that because my union, mm, do I say this? My union has some cringe output. Sure, of course. So, you know. I mean, yes. I mean, I guess that is like what we have to learn, especially as we move forward. Like any collaborative effort is going to involve like elements of cringe because (sighs) people are idiots. Yeah. It's hard to escape that simple fact. Yeah. Um... Yeah, but the Kellogg strike is, um, I think it's like, it's really great because I was listening to an interview with um, one of the union leaders at Kellogg and, and he was just like, look, these are the people that make your food. And as food gets more expensive, irrespective of, of union people working on the line and, um, and conditions are increasingly dangerous with covid and meatpacking and we've all seen that and all this supply chain shit and you know everything it's like yeah you want people who are um well rested well compensated healthy producing your food because you fucking eat the food yes yes i think it's um it's particularly um interesting and exciting to see 
you know, food and food production and these large companies like this being talked about. I mean, I really think for the first time on a on a big scale. Yes, absolutely. You know, which is really exciting and really fucking super overdue. And I think has really made people sit up and be like, oh, fuck, right. Somebody is fucking hacking apart that chicken and putting it in a... You know what yeah. I mean? Like, that's not something we think about. Yeah, and think I think um, IL Press has um, a new book out and he's talking about, like, these sort of like barriers to like violence and trauma in our society that are Mm. like people like the people who operate drones in the armed forces and people who work in prison infrastructure and um, these kinds of jobs that like hide the way that our society is built on violence and food production is definitely obviously that's not what Kellogg does, but that is like a huge site of that um, obfuscation, I guess. And um, yeah, I think that these workers being on strike and yeah, having people think about like how their food is produced and who produces it is like, that's net good for me. Yeah. I mean, and what Kellogg does is make, products so that you won't masturbate which is important that those products keep uh, being produced which is good because which is good we're in striketober going into nofap november exactly exactly and and to think about how these are intertwined i think is really important absolutely absolutely you know so um so much of our infrastructure has been um (laughs) Like they they try to keep it from from coalescing, and right. we have right now a perfect dovetail to yeah. allow us to stop masturbating and stop being beholden to big jerk off. <laughs> uh, and some would say we're big. <laughs> You know, and that's okay. And that's that's one perspective that we should we should honor, you know, and make space for that and make space for that. Um, yes, wow, uh, incredible analysis. Um, but yes, I think, you know, obviously we haven't touched on anything important or relevant in a little while, but um, but this is actually very exciting and and interesting and um, and, you know, we'll see how it progresses because it's definitely, I mean, strikes beget strikes, obviously, obviously. we've been seeing that. So, uh, you know, the more the merrier. Absolutely. Um, it'll be really interesting and to see And I think, happens. like, yeah. the, the two-tier systems that these companies are relying on, and that's, like, what is being, um, like, enacted against at Lay's and at Kellogg and, and these places where they hire these temporary workers and so they don't have to give them full benefits like that functions Mm -hmm. it is really reminiscent to me of restaurant job culture where it's like yeah bring in people who are young who will take low pay they'll burn out there'll be more people to hire then you bring in the next wave the next wave the next wave and you don't care about turnover you don't care about seniority you don't care about educating people And it's like, look where that's left the restaurant industry, which is like, Mm -hmm. no one's going back to it. 
it's completely fucked. And it's like, you cannot bring that over to other industries. It's not going to work. Right. Yeah. And, I mean, thankfully, restaurants are impossible to unionize. So, you know, uh, owners have that on their side. Um, Except for Peter Luger. Oh, shout out. Um, Shout out out to a place I never went to. And... And look where it got Peter Luger. They have bad food, and it's fine, and nobody cares. And pe- nobody cares. And they even put in wax figures, and people were like, "Yes, he, we someone got this shot as- there recently, <laughs> and nobody cares." And that's God. the power of a union. Yep. When we fight, we win. Come on. <laughs> when Al Roker is inside <laughs> of our restaurant. We win. We win. Um, anyway, no. the sweet today, shall we? Yeah. The sweet today is... something is, Lillian uh, had never heard of and I was quite surprised by. Yeah, I don't know how I missed this uh, breaking. Not breaking, news. but I feel like it's kind of like a trope to me almost. Well, the reason I was thinking of it even is I have a regular who is a real Eeyore type of fella. And... Um, he has, he went from literally like stalking around as we were setting up and being like first in to mm. we have not seen him in weeks. And we were like, did he kill himself? Oh my God. And, but then my coworker found him on Instagram and she said she was going to send him a message and say, haven't seen you in a couple weeks. Hope everything's okay. Wow. I didn't follow up because quite frankly, I don't care. But, um, <laughs> he might be alive. Okay, so we, we're unsure of the status of this person. Yeah. Uh, life or death-wise. Got it. Yeah. But so, but it made me think of, and I've heard these stories, I sent you one, but I've heard of a couple of these where it's like someone's such a regular at a place that the staff, when something goes, something happens to them, that the staff has intervened and has potentially saved their lives. It's, um, it is the kind of story a local news channel lives and dies for. Yeah. This, and so the, the, the one Kelly sent me actually happened right here in Oregon. Hey! Um, where... (laughs) This could be you. Hey, this could be me. (laughs) I gotta get back out there. Um... Uh, this happened in 2019, but it says Domino's crew dials 911, rescues regular customer after his 11-day silence. And also, saying a customer has had an 11-day silence sounds like very much like you know, like a senator's right. you know silence on the next filibuster. It's like 11-day silence <laughs> is a very extreme way of putting this person didn't go to Domino's, but I I do respect it the gravity of the situation. Um, but I mean, so it, it's fucking very touching and also very obviously we all know uh, sad yes. that this is these are the support structures that people uh, rely, on. rely on now. Um, and uh, but and I also this description for this particular story. I thought it was really funny that they had the details of his order yes. in the <laughs> in the story. Um, they said, uh, and it, this is like uh, Saber. Uh, Saber said the loyal customer of the Silverton Road Northeast store doesn't have a standard order. 
he'll get pasta, pizza, sandwiches, and wings. And here's the quote, it's never the same thing every time, she said. Like, okay, thanks for that uh, information on an, uh, a, a dying man, uh, dying man's diet. Um, <laughs> but they sent, they sent over a delivery driver to check on him, and he was in distress. Yes. Yeah, he had, like, fall. He was in a, a fallen on a can't get up situation. Yeah. We've talked about the phenomenon and the culture and the relationship of being a, reg- a regular before. Yeah. And how it can go, it can go a couple different ways, you know, depending on, on who, who it's uh, targeted towards. But I was looking up on one of these, like, you know fake discussion board websites. I don't even know what they're called. What was the one that just went under? Oxymedia? Aussie Media? No. No, the one where it's like, does Bubby have, is is Bobby in my stomach if I'm pregnant? Or oh, whatever. Yahoo you know Answers? I mean? Yahoo Answers, exactly. Something like that. But someone posted about how, um, they said, is anyone else embarrassed when they become a regular customer? And all of these people are like, yeah, I get really freaked out when the person serving me my coffee recognizes me or knows my name and I'll go to a different coffee shop for a while and everyone's giving each other tips on how to avoid these um, interactions and and saying they are embarrassed, they get anxious, they don't know how to deal with it. And, um, and then a couple people responded and were like, Hey, this just means that um, you're making a transition into seeing this person as a, 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 you know, going from seeing them as a, a robot who hands you a product to a real person, and, and I don't think it needs to make you um, embarrassed or upset. Uh, that is so sad. Also, just on the level, just to speak of, like we're so acclimatized to having no social support Mm -hmm. and no community and no like relationships, no stable relationships that like people actually live in fear of developing them. Like Mm -hmm. that is so sad. That just makes me sad for the people who are like, when my barista recognizes me, I freak out. It's like, no, why? It's also, I know it. And I think it's like these, um, these interactions are so important to development. I mean, I'm assuming that most of these people are younger yeah, and they're so important to developing how you interact with the world and how you approach anyone who's not like your mom and dad. Yeah. It's like, also, what are you going to do? get free stuff. Again, we've said it a million times. If you're nice in the slightest, we will give you free shit. Every time. Come on. That's what happens. Whatever. If you're not a narc. Um, so, yeah, it, it was just interesting to me. And I was like, okay, well. Wow, that is fascinating. What if you guys, what if you guys, all of a sudden, you skipping around coffee shops. One day you fucking fall down the stairs of your house. You don't have anyone coming for you. Right. Do you? Right. Do you? Right. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. It's just like that that fear of, like. Fear of it's not even intimacy. I don't know. It's like casual. It just made me think actually that intimacy. regular that we're afraid he might have died. I could ask the coffee shop that's right around the corner. I know what coffee shop he goes to, so I can ask the baristas if they've seen him. Okay, everything's fine. I mean, how sweet is it that people have eyes on each other like that? And it's only you know the 
the workers don't have any real reason to like, I don't know, it's not in your fucking job description. It just happens because you see these people and they're real fucking people. I don't, I don't get it. What's so fucking hard to understand about that. Yeah. From the, from these, from these weird freaks point of view. It's also just like, yes, it's truly like sometimes regular status. Like sometimes I truly am like, wow, I truly adore this person. But sometimes regular status is just that I'm like, I've just accrued, just osmosis. I've accrued information about you. Like, I don't know you. I don't really care. But it's like, right. I've, you told me you were going home to North Carolina. So now I know you live in North Carolina. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's just like, that's the other thing is like, it is this like, it's all selfish, but it's like the selfishness of thinking that that person is even Right. I mean, like... It's so invested, and it's like... Obviously, it is touching these Domino's people, like, saving this guy's life. Like, they're invested. They're like, what happened to him? We, like, we're worried about him. But it's like, when these fucking NYU juniors are like, oh my god, my barista recognized me. It's like, they don't care. They don't care about you. They just literally recognize you. I know. And it's also like, you know, you have control of this situation also. Already you did. It's it's not, you know, they're at your service. You don't have to fucking tell them your life story or literally even ask anything about them whatsoever. You say, pretty cold out today, huh? Hope the sun comes out. Is that really so fucking hard? I don't get it. What's the problem? Mm. It's like that's going to take away from you, like, checking your phone three times. It's so crazy. Weird. It's so more, it's so reprehensible. Weird. It's weird because I feel like from our end, and maybe it's just, like, the style of service that we work in, the places we work in, people are often, like, people really want to become regulars. Yeah. You know? I, I feel like I get that so much more frequently as people being, like, really being, like, they want me to know that they're, like, they're invested in my journey of our relationship well, <laughs> and I'm like okay but also regulars can be exhausting on the other side of it as we've said before too I'm like oh my god this person really now expects this level from me yeah you know but I mean you don't have to, and on that side you don't have to give it to them either you're not you're not obligated to every single time go fucking heart to heart mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know whatever um, I think as a anyways. as a bartender, the, a good move to have is is in your back pocket is the Steve, which is, you know, when Steve and Miranda meet, he's reading a book, and it's good. Mm. Sometimes when a regular comes in, like I'll pull a, a book. I always have a book in my bag, and I'll pull it out. So then I'm like, I'm kind of busy over here reading, but uh, hey, how are you? You have a you have a book on the job? Yeah. I'm screaming. That is so funny. I mean, I just carry you... I carry a book in my bag. I'm imagining you like pulling out a pocket Bible. <laughs> it's like you know whatever I'm whatever I am reading, I just carry it with me usually. And you put it on the bar. I mean, in t- in dire times, it's not like I'm sitting there reading, but it's like if I see certain people walking in, I'm like, I j- boy, you caught me at this really intense plot moment. Oh my god, this is so funny. You are so weird. It's, people, you don't understand. It's, uh, Oh my god. Do you have like a stool, like an old Irish no! man? Oh, like... like I'll just put it at the end of the bar and I'm like, eh. Or like sometimes I'll just leave the paper at the end of the bar and I'm like, oh, sorry, I'm just reading the paper over here. Wow. Because the bar gets the so... paper delivered. So then I'll just leave it there on my side, like I'm reading the paper. 
I see. Interesting. You're like, I'm sorry. I just give me a give me a moment. It lets you have like a, a layer of remove, like Steve. Because yes, like Steve, the fictional bartender on a television show. Yeah, I'm also a fictional bartender on a television show. This That's isn't true. real life, Lillian. Thank God, thank God, this isn't real life. I would be so sad. Um, wow. Well, great tip. Yeah. Um, that's really funny. Um, I love your bartender style. Yeah, thanks. Bad, you mean? <laughs> <laughs> no, I just, I, I'm just, it's just, it's just surprising, and I love. It probably, it's. I'm sure it fits with the culture of where you work. It works. I mean, we did. People used to do crossword puzzles at our old job all the time, yeah. like during dinner service. And I was like, okay, it's it's like sometimes that. it was fine. It's like that. Yeah. I mean, I'm, yeah, I, yeah. It's not, I on, not on a Saturday night, but it's like no, no. Of course, of course, a slow kind of like it's it turns into like a saloon vibe. Yeah. Yeah. Great. I get it. Um, <laughs> I'm not judging you. I just I genuinely didn't understand what you were talking about. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, she's mad. She's mad. <laughs> she's mad at me. I can see it. I can see it. Um, anyways, yeah, I don't know. Um, I hope that I I look forward to being a regular at some I know. fucking place around here. I definitely do. I fucking love it. It's so nice it's when you establish regular talking status. to you. I know. Then you do feel like literally one person cares about you. Yeah. Ay, ay, ay. Um, all right. Well, do we have anything else to say on this subject? I don't think so. I think we've let it go far too long. What? All right. Um, send us your service story. Send us your horror stories for our Halloween episode. The worst things, the grossest things, the most mundanely grotesque. Truly. Things. Um, and um, I don't know what else. We love you. Know your patrons. Yeah. Yes, we love you. And um, review, rate, and subscribe. Absolutely. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye.